What's up, guys? Welcome back to Taxes Made Simple. I'm your host, Carlton Dennis. And in today's video, we're going to be going over the Inflation Reduction Act. I've been hearing your comments. You guys want someone to break this down for you, and I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be covering what this bill is, what's in it, and how it might impact you. So if you want to learn more about this new bill and whether or not there's a chance of you actually reducing inflation, then this is the video for you. Let's dive in. Okay, first things first, the Inflation Reduction Act is a bill that was signed into law by President Biden on August 16th. Nine days before Biden signed it into law, it was narrowly approved by the Senate. In fact, the Senate was perfectly divided on the bill. So Vice President Kamala Harris had to cast the tiebreaker vote. She voted in support of the bill and her vote carried it through to the Senate. President Biden approved it shortly thereafter. The name of the bill suggests that this bill is designed to reduce inflation in America. If you live in the United States, you might have already noticed inflation has kind of gotten out of control over the past year or two. For example, single family home prices rose roughly 20% in the last year. Gasoline prices are up 40 to 50% in the last year as well. And things are just getting more expensive and worse by the day. Because of this, a bill that is designated to help inflation could be welcomed by many Americans. However, even though the bill is called the Inflation Reduction Act, some people are wondering whether or not this bill will help fight inflation at all or do the opposite. This is largely because of what is actually inside of the bill. What's inside of the Inflation Reduction Act is what we're going to discuss next. All right, so what's inside of the Inflation Reduction Act? It might surprise you to learn that the bill called the Inflation Reduction Act is mostly filled with tax increases for corporations, climate change spending, and IRS funding and prescription drug reform. Essentially, the Inflation Reduction Act is divided into two parts. Part one is the rule changes designed to increase revenue for the federal government. And part two is the way in which the federal government will spend a large percent of the money that it will raise from part one. Here is a breakdown of how the federal government plans to increase revenue with the Inflation Reduction Act. Number one, 15% corporate minimum tax projected at $222 billion. Number two, prescription drug pricing reform projected at $265 billion. Number three, IRS tax enforcement projected at $124 billion. Number four, 1% stock buyback fee projected at $74 billion. And number five, loss limitation extension projected at $52 billion. So guys, the IRS tax enforcement section of this revenue increase plan will come from thousands of extra IRS agents that will carry out more audits on the American people. The Inflation Reduction Act includes an $80 billion spending increase for the IRS over the next 10 years. So this means that the IRS is planning to get much more aggressive with tax enforcement. Because of this, you will now have a significant chance of being audited and perfect tax compliance will be more important than ever. Here is how the government plans on spending a lot of the money that it will raise from its new revenue sources created by this bill. Let's walk through it. Number one, energy security and climate change estimated at $369 billion. The investment into Affordable Care Act extension estimated at $64 billion. And then the investment into the Western Drought Resiliency, estimated at $4 billion. In total, the government plans to increase its revenue by $737 billion and invest $437 billion of this new revenue. But will this have an impact on inflation? It would appear that the government's hypothesis for the Inflation Reduction Act is that it can reduce inflation by adding revenue, which can reduce the federal deficit. Reducing the federal deficit puts less pressure on the government to print money, which is one of the main causes of inflation. In fact, one of the biggest reasons why inflation has gotten out of control, guys, is because the government printed trillions of dollars during COVID-19 pandemic. 
If everything goes according to plan, then the government will be able to reduce its deficit by roughly $300 billion. Also, due to the prescription drug reform included in this bill, some prescription drugs will have lower costs or will have their prices capped. This can potentially help costs to level off for some people for certain prescription drugs. As a part of its environmental investments, the bill includes hundreds of billions of dollars in tax credits for clean energy, clean electricity, and clean fuel and vehicles. So these tax credits could hypothetically help some people fight high energy costs, which has been hit particularly hard by inflation. And it's estimated by the Congressional Budget Office that the bill will decrease the deficit by $100 billion over the next decade. But how meaningful are these efforts that are supposedly designed to fight inflation? Well, according to the Penn Wharton Budget Model, which is a nonpartisan research-based organization at the University of Pennsylvania, the Inflation Reduction Act will have a negligible impact on inflation, at best reducing it by 0.1%. <laughs> so what is the bottom line for the Inflation Reduction Act? The bottom line is that in all likelihood, this bill is not going to reduce prices or fight inflation in any meaningful way if the Penn Wharton budget model projections can be trusted. So most likely, you'll still see the prices for things like housing, food, energy, clothing rise significantly. But it's possible that you might see some costs for things like certain prescription drugs or certain healthcare costs level off. It could be argued that the real goals of the bill are to increase investment in green energy, to increase power and reach of the IRS, and to increase taxes for large corporations. To put things into perspective, United States national debt, which has been created by excessive budget deficits over decades, is currently around $30 trillion. So even though this bill might reduce the deficit by a few hundred billion dollars, it's unlikely to have a meaningful impact on reducing the overall national debt. But that doesn't mean that the bill is 100% a bad thing. In fact, some people would argue that the government is being more responsible by trying to find additional sources of revenue instead of just printing more money to pay its bills, making inflation worse. At the very least, the government is acknowledging that inflation is bad and it's trying to do something about it. A lot of people would argue that all of the tax incentives for clean energy in the bill are a good thing because they incentivize us to get away from fossil fuels and to start moving more towards cleaner energy sources, which of course is going to be better for the environment. But what does all this mean for you? There are several things that you should take away from this video and the Inflation Reduction Act. The first is that you should definitely not count on it to reduce inflation in any significant way right away. The second is, is that your chances of being audited by the IRS will now be higher than ever. Essentially, the IRS is hiring an army of new employees that will be more aggressive in seeking out new people to audit in order to boost tax revenue. This means that if there are any mistakes or discrepancies on your tax returns or bookkeeping, then that will much more likely lead to you getting noticed as a result being audited. With a certified tax professional to help you with your taxes, your chances of being audited go down. Ben Franklin once said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. This is very true for taxes, guys. It's far better to prevent mistakes from occurring on your tax returns than it is to deal with an IRS audit after the fact if mistakes do happen. So plan accordingly. So how can we fight inflation? At this point, you might be wondering, how can you fight inflation? After all, if a bill literally titled the Inflation Reduction Act isn't going to reduce inflation very much, then what can you do to protect yourself from it? One of the best ways to protect yourself from inflation and to preserve your purchasing power in a high inflationary environment 
is by purchasing scarce, desirable assets. Historically, many people have used assets like precious metals and real estate to hedge against inflation. These things still serve as effective inflation hedges today. If you're open to new technology, many people are also starting to use Bitcoin as an inflation hedge as well. This is because Bitcoin is very scarce and has proven to be desirable to the masses. Basically, as inflation increases, asset prices tend to increase too. So it is wise to hold assets in an inflationary period. That's all for today's video, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any tax questions, feel free to click on the link in the description to get in touch with my company today. As always, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. I will look forward to seeing you guys on the next video. We look forward to helping you save more money on taxes. Thank you so much.